It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Let's talk about the trucks rolling into Ontario yesterday. So they're in Ontario now. Not, heading qu- not quite 50,000. No, no. <laughs> I just talked to the editor of Truck News, James Menzies. I asked him how many trucks are in this thing. And I, he said there's a couple, there's a few hundred. Are there a couple hundred trucks? Or Well, last night, the Ontario Provincial Police, from their point, this didn't include anything coming from the Maritimes, counted 113 trucks. So it'll probably, you know, maybe get 200 trucks, I suppose, maybe 300. So not the 40,000 trucks. According to Fox News correspondent Theo Fleury, it was going to be 50,000 trucks and 1.4 million people. And again, it's increasingly evident this has got nothing, this has left the vaccine mandate argument behind. Um, invite you to read Gary Mason's uh, piece in the, in the Globe Mail today and others as well. Uh, quoting uh, uh, Jason LaFace, who's the organizer in Ontario, and he is actually quoted as saying, this has got nothing to do with the vaccine mandates anymore. This is basically about overthrowing the government. They want to meet with the governor general. They have this manifesto, this Canada Unity Group, demanding that the government be replaced. Uh, they've got this legalese jargon um, manifesto that you've referred to on the show before. It's like a 12-page yeah. uh, manifesto written in kind of legal language. Yeah, um, it's just, it's a uh, height of lunacy. It's, it, I mean, it's you can draw the comparisons to the January 6th insurrectionists down in Washington, D.C. It's the same approach, the same language, the same mentality. So again, the vaccine mandate argument's off the table now. Well, there are some reasonable truckers in there. There are some real truckers. Like Global, Global News talked to some of them yeah, yesterday. No, there's some legitimate uh, truckers there, but I think yeah. they've been captured. They've been hijacked by this other agenda. <clears throat> That goes well beyond anything to do with truckers. This is basically an anti-government uh, movement yeah. that wants to, and w- fueled in part by genuine hatred, I think, of Justin Trudeau. Okay, let's, yeah, there's a lot of sort of uh, hate at Trudeau mm-hmm. at, at these rallies. For, okay, so the politics of it is, is interesting, and I, I think it's a real tricky, tricky one for Aaron O'Toole, the conservative leader, is facing be, a potential leadership it review. It shouldn't be tricky, but it is. Uh, he's he's in a he's got this two day caucus retreat. As his review is critical of his leadership, he's not assertive enough, and such. And now he's aligned himself with this group, which increasingly looks like an anti government overthrow group rather than just worrying about vaccine mandates. Okay, he put out like a three minute video yesterday supporting mm-hmm. the truckers and and supporting uh, effectively supporting the convoy. And now have a listen. Let's play, listen to a bit of it. So here is Aaron O'Toole here on this truck convoy. If you own it, a trucker delivered it. You probably noticed some empty shelves at your grocery store. That's because Justin Trudeau put in place a mandate that all truckers entering this country, either Canadian or American, have to be fully vaccinated. If Trudeau's attack on truckers is allowed to continue, tens of thousands will be unable to work. And more than that, grocery prices will become even more expensive while fruit and vegetables rot in American warehouses unable to get to Canada. The produce that will be able to get to Canada will see their shipping costs skyrocket by 25%. Okay, so when he says there are empty grocery store shelves because of this mandate is there any evidence of that like the the store i i don't see empty store shelves in my grocery store maybe there's some some elsewhere well we live on vancouver island which we're even more detached from the supply chain than metro vancouver is because things have to be barged here and again i actually went to three grocery stores three major grocery stores in victoria yesterday no shortages at all talked to an executive of major grocery company in, in uh, BC for the last few days. He's been actually checking. He says there's no shortages. So what's happening, is, first of all, the United States has the exact same vaccination requirement. So it's a yeah. moot point when it comes to this this vaccine mandate. And what companies do, they adjust. So if you're not vaccinated and you're a trucker, you do short haul routes on one side of the border. Not You don't cross the border. There's plenty of truckers to cross the border. In fact, 
uh, if you want to make a living right now, I'm told by, uh, again, executives of these companies, they need more truckers uh, to uh, to engage in, in this uh, activity. So, again, no evidence. But O'Toole has been sort of pushed into this position, I think, by Pierre Poliev and others in that caucus who seem to be worried about Maxime Bernier and the People's Party. And they're really uh, hiving off onto the very right-wing side of the political spectrum. And again, there's not enough votes there to form government. I mean, this J- James Menzies, the guy I just spoke to, who's the editor of trucknews.com, so he covers the industry, mm-hmm. and he's got a truck license himself. He's a trucker himself. And I asked him about the, the food shortages, and I said, there's, are there any evidence that food supply and food security is being threatened by this vaccine mandate? And he said, no, because... The, the point that you just made, the truck companies have adjusted. 90% of the drivers are vaccinated. So what you do is you just assign your vaccinated drivers yeah. if they're doing a cross-border run. F- food prices yeah. are going to go up anyways because of inflation well, and because of other factors that are at play, but have nothing to do with the vaccine. Well, one of the other factors is if you talk to the food industry is they say that uh, a lot of people are sick. A lot mm-hmm. of their workers are off sick. Yep. So that's contributing to some of the... Yep. The, I also spoke to uh, the uh, the federal employment minister Carla Qualtro on the show yesterday, and she said there's been no there's been no slowdown of truck traffic across the border as a result of this yeah. mandate. Mike Farnworth, so, the public safety minister who's in charge of the supply chain, told me the same thing. I mean, they're monitoring; they're, they're not finding any disruptions here. Okay, let me ask you about the uh, the Ferry Creek anti old growth logging protesters who suffered a, a setback in court this major, week. Major setback. Yeah. So, what did the judge order here? That he, so we extended the injunction. And then he, he criticized the protesters for trying to block these uh, loggers, right? Criticized the protesters and basically took a shot at the ju- the original judge. Uh, this is a panel, uh, Court of Appeal, that uh, the judge erred in law basically by, by not adhering to the basic foundation of law that you have to enforce a court order. If there's a court order, it has to be enforced. And you don't let people off the hook because you're troubled by the behavior of the police, which is what that original judgment was. Also took a shot at the... <laughs> the environmental group, which is uh, whose name escapes me, basically saying the Raincoast Flying, flying Squad, squad Rainforest right. Flying Squad, yeah. yeah, hardly a grassroots organization. This is an organization dedicated to breaking the law uh, to to achieve uh, their ends. So it's a it's a pivotal uh, ruling, major win for Teal Jones, the logging company here, uh, and it's now extended uh, right through until next fall, next September. Okay, we talked about this yesterday on the show because we've seen a lot of roads and bridges blocked in the last few weeks. We saw the Horseshoe Bay Ferry Terminal was blockaded earlier this week by environmental protesters. And I brought on one of the leaders of these blockaders, and I asked him, like, why do you guys do this? Why do you block these roads, these bridges? You know, it seems to me like you're just setting back your own cause because you're just ticking Mm -hmm. off the public. You're angering people. I mean, if this is a, a battle for hearts and minds of the public, you're not doing it the right way. Now, have a listen to what he said to me in response about why they continue to break the law, block roads, block bridges, block logging roads. Zane Hack, Extinction Rebellion. Here's what he said. Martin Luther King, as I mentioned last time, was hated by most of the public. That's part of changing society, is that you have to build a certain amount of hostility towards you. And because we are objectively right, because everyone agrees that murder is wrong, rape is wrong, and sending the next thousand generations to hell is wrong, too. Uh, after a certain point, if you keep persisting in our transgression, it, we will bring the public along. Okay, you heard him compare, compare himself to Martin Luther King there at, yeah, the, at the beginning. Whatever. Um, look, a bunch of suburban kids comparing themselves to Martin Luther King, I don't think it's resonating with the public. I think it's interesting. I covered the War of the Woods in 1990. So did you. I remember going to Europe with Mike Harcourt. Uh, because they were cons- the forest industry was concerned, rightly so back then. What Greenpeace did in the 90s was very effective. They took they took on the forest companies in the marketplace 
They came into Europe with a, a boycott BC wood. That caught the attention of the government and the forest industry like nothing before, and that led to actual change. So it's interesting that uh, this Extinction Rebellion and others aren't engaging in that tactic, which is basically take on the forest industry and the government in the marketplace, which is what they pay attention to. They don't pay attention to roadblocks. Yeah, it's interesting. Like basically, they're saying that climate change is an existential crisis that's faced by the planet. Just like, and that's why they compare themselves to civil rights campaigners in the '60s. That you know, Martin Luther King when he when he mm -hmm. marched. When he marched on the roads of Alabama, he was hated, hated, hated too, but he was right, and he was proved right in the end. I'm not sure the comparison holds up. I mean, they obviously think it does. Well, so climate change is a real crisis. There's no question, and things have to be done to, to try to fight this. But, uh, again, I'm not sure blocking Maine and Hastings all the time is the answer. Let me ask you if, okay, another topic, crime in the city of Vancouver. We're seeing a surge in random attacks, stranger attacks in the city for a day, according to the Vancouver Police Department. We saw that horrifying stabbing in a Tim Hortons. Mm -hmm. I spoke to um, Brad West, the Poco mayor, about this earlier on the show today. And have a listen to this, because I wonder if, if crime in the city of Vancouver could be a key election issue here this fall when Kennedy Stewart is running for re-election as mayor. Here's Kennedy Stewart talking to her own Jazz Johal on that. My goal is that everybody feels safe in this city. That is my absolute goal. You know, if one person feels unsafe, that's, that's one too many. Now, I, I understand that for a lot of people, the city does feel safe. But for many others, it doesn't. And... Making people feel safe comes in different forms, uh, and that I'm working on all three, all of those in terms of trying to reach my goal of everybody feeling safe in the city. Okay. Do you think he Kennedy Stewart is vulnerable on this file in the election? Well, he's vulnerable if his opponents try to exploit this issue, and we haven't seen evidence that that's going to happen yet. And his opponents also have to have an answer. How would you fix? How would you make Vancouver safer rather than just condemning this violence, which no, you know, everyone's unanimous in this that we all condemn it. But what's the solution? And we'll see if that... But I do think there's a potential for crime to be a major issue in civic politics. Catherine in Nanaimo. Hi, Catherine. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I just wanted to talk about the, the truckers. I have a son in Ontario who lives in Whitby, which is between Toronto and Oshawa. And then the truckers would be heading north on the highway. And um, he just went because he was curious. He was alone. And then... I guess he was early because he said people kept showing up and showing up, and then there was a crowd on the bridge, and there are other bridges that go over the highway uh, in various places that you can see because um, his side of the city is on one side of the highway and the, and the others are on the other. And he said that all the bridges started filling up. He started showing me pictures on his computer of people lined up all the way between, well, because he got this off of the news feeds, between Toronto. It is way beyond a trucker issue. People are just fed up. They're really fed up. And, and always, because we see so much of what's happening in the world, we know that the people who are well off, they have their parties, they break the laws, and everybody else is, is I'm beginning to, I'm old, I've had three vaccinations, I'm, I'm, I isolate, and you know what, I'm fed up too, I'm absolutely fed up. Okay, thank you for the call. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of angst and anxiety out there, there's no question that goes beyond this particular protest, I mean, that's been clear for some time, even people with three doses, they, people are sort of hunkered down for two years now, in, in many cases isolated, not being able to do certain activities. Well, you can understand why people are sick and tired yeah, of it, yeah. I'm sick of it too, yeah, I mean, who isn't? Yeah. And that doesn't mean necessarily we're going to overthrow the government as a result of that. Uh, well, well, do you do you drop the the mandates though? 
I mean, this is the thing that people are calling for is like... Well, when 90% know, of the population is vaccinated, I don't think there's much pressure on the government to drop any mandates. 90% of the people aren't affected by those mandates. Right, but didn't Bonnie Henry herself just say the other day that, look, at some point, we're probably have to learn to live with this thing and just sort of manage it basically yeah, like so, the Yeah, so, I mean, eventually, I think the mandates will be dropped. Yeah. When we hit 90% of the population is vaccinated, it almost becomes a moot point as we learn to live with this virus. So they will... Uh, be dropped at some point. Our particular vaccination card has been extended to June 30th, um, which, you know, I, I, no one's surprised it was extended beyond this month. I think June 30th caught people off guard that it's actually, you know, five more months, but we'll see. And it's going to be... It's supposed to be temporary. These, these mandates are supposed to be temporary. Yep. Well, right. the vaccine cards are temporary. What Manda- about the mandates? Mandates aren't necessarily. What temporary. did the federal go- the federal get the Trudeau ever say that this nope. is ma- this is temporary? No, it was. It's uh, basically there for all the employees. So yeah. once you're vaccinated forever, you, you don't like become, permanent. You don't become unvaccinated. This yeah. is the thing. Once and once once these people leave the workforce, um, they leave the workforce take, if they're unvaccinated. Take another call, Tim. Mike. Mike and Duncan. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, I'd just go ahead. like to say um, I, I watch online um, all the Canadian flags, all the people out there cheering the truckers on. It's a beautiful sight. You know, Keith Keith can spin his left-wing spin all he wants <laughs> and say it's only a couple hundred truckers. It's not a big deal. How many, really trucker, how many truckers do you think online. it is? How many truckers are there? Thousands. Oh, really? Um, you know, good luck on Keith, that. Keith, you would keep good luck would on be that. Fantastic working for Pravda. <laughs> I mean, honestly, your left wing media. Oh, yeah, whatever. Fantastic. Thanks for calling, Mike. Well, I mean, you know, if, he, been, if he's got, if there's thousands of trucks, there weren't thousands of trucks last night. There were 113 coming in from from. Well, the there west. may be more. I mean, some of them are scattered around. Oh, right? yeah, so we don't have an accurate I, count. I assume there'll be several hundred, you know, uh, but not thousands. There could be there not could 50. be hundreds of trucks, hundreds of trucks. Oh, there could be. But not I 50. mean, I don't think there's going to be forty thousand trucks. No. No, there never was going to be 40,000 I don't think trucks. there's 1.3 million people streaming to no. Ottawa. But, but, you know, it's still a significant uh, event that oh, has yeah. obviously gotten the, a lot of attention, but as it should, you know. But we've seen these, remember there's been, there's been rallies before, I mean, and, uh, pro-oil, for example, rally, the, the anti-Trudeau rallies have been there from, from the beginning. Um, but this one is an unusual one for sure. But again, it's replaced the vaccine mandate argument with this group, Canada Unity, with its manifesto, has taken over this thing and wants to basically overthrow the government. Yeah, and but we heard two callers in a row there talk about, you know, the, the one woman who's talking about her son uh, went and checked it out. And she said, look, there's a lot of people waving flags. I mean, there is a significant number of people who are coming out and supporting this thing. For sure. For, uh, I think for the reason that she just described, that people are just sick and sick and tired of this thing and they want it to be over. I think there's Every, very, like everybody does. Various so. motives are involved here. There's yeah. not just one cause. It's a, it's a number of causes yeah. uh, that have morphed together.